You are listening to the Rock That Creative Job podcast with Jamie Roberts, episode 29. This podcast has a very focused mission to inspire, motivate, and empower you with the tools, insight, and guidance you need to get better jobs, better work, better pay, and build the creative career and life you've always wanted. So click subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast and let's rock. Hey, creatives. We got a hot topic for you today. A lot of you have been messaging me and asking questions about how to handle a bad job interview. And I can tell you, I've been there. I recognize how difficult that is because you feel like this is your one chance. And when you bomb it or you don't put yourself out there in the way that you thought you would, it feels so defeating. So I want to get into how you can recover from this how to think about it differently, how to also see the red flags in an interview conversation so you know maybe this isn't the place you actually want to work, and how to keep an experience like this from ruining your momentum when it comes to job searching. But before we get into that, I would love to invite you to be one of the founding members of my Rock That Creative Job community on my website. I'm building out all kinds of amazing career support content for creatives and tools over the next six months. And I want to make sure you're on that journey with me so you can get the exclusive preview, the membership discounts, and you can help shape the tools that I create so they are actually helpful for you. All you need to do is go to rockthatcreativejob.com and sign up for the membership. It's free and you can opt out anytime, but you'll get weekly content to support your on-the-job challenges or your job search challenges. You'll get things like free downloads. You'll get speaking event notifications for my live and virtual events. You'll get podcast episode topic previews and drop notifications. You'll get videos to support you with your creative mental health. You'll also be invited to my live coaching sessions and Q&A live streams. And most importantly, you will have discounts on my products like courses, workshops, books, and my private one-on-one sessions. So if you are someone who's thinking about maybe working with me in the future, you want to sign up for this so you can get the discounted rates. And I also want to reiterate that I am not going to be one of those people who sends you 12 emails a week. I will never blow up your inbox. I will never follow you around the web like a weird cyber stalker. And I will absolutely never sell your information to anyone else. So please go to rockthatcreativejob.com, sign up. I would love to get to know you better. And this membership is simply an invitation so that I can do that and support you more effectively in your creative career. So now that we have that out of the way, let's talk about bad job interviews. There are a lot of reasons why we experience bad job interviews, and not all of them are because of our performance as candidates. Sometimes there's just not a great connection with the interviewer because not all interviewers are good at this. A lot of people hiring have never actually interviewed anyone. A lot of them have inherited their teams. And it's really hard when you're nervous to not get thrown off by a bad interviewer. I've been on the other side of this myself. I once interviewed with someone who was wearing mirrored glasses the entire time they were interviewing me. So instead of seeing her expression, all I saw was my expression. And that made me even more nervous. She also never looked up from her laptop and just continued to type out everything I was saying as she rattled off a list of questions that was obviously provided for her by someone in HR. And this is the person I would have been reporting to. And I knew immediately this is not going to be great. 
Because I always looked at interviews as the opportunity to see if there is a connection and if what I'm bringing to the table is of interest to them. And this particular interview was just recording things. There was no feedback. So I wasn't quite sure how the dialogue would even be if I was offered the position. I've also had interviews where someone walked in and started grilling me on my knowledge of agile workflow processes before even introducing themselves. And 10 minutes into it, I had to ask a question about the role because I was unclear as to what I was actually getting myself into because the job posting did not say anything about agile workflows. And what I discovered is that he was in the wrong room. He was supposed to be interviewing someone for an IT role. But because he was such a terrible interviewer, he walked in and didn't even recognize that I wasn't even the candidate he was supposed to be talking with. And that completely threw me off when my actual interviewer came into the room. And I had a hard time answering the questions and thinking of my behavioral scenarios. And of course, there's always the red flags with the interviewers like this. I talk to my clients about interview feedback all the time. Disrespect is the biggest one to be aware of in an interview conversation. And I don't want you to normalize this because if someone in an interview makes you feel as if you're not valuable or treats you like you're not worth their time, imagine how bad it's going to be when you actually work for them and report to them. So here are three things to look out for in terms of red flags when you are in an interview conversation. Number one, if your interviewer is egregiously late and acts like it's no big deal and doesn't apologize and doesn't explain, that is a major red flag. Because if they don't respect you and your time when you're not working for them, they sure as hell won't respect it when you are. The second thing you need to be aware of is if your interviewer spends the whole time talking over you and hardly asks you any questions, that is not good. If they don't care what you have to say as a candidate, they are not going to care what you have to say as an employee. And the third thing to watch out for is if your interviewer is abrupt and redirects your statements or tries to call you out in a group setting, that is basically a window into your future. Because if they feel comfortable undermining you as a stranger, imagine how they're going to act when you're presenting your work to a client or a stakeholder and they know they have you on the clock. Never let anyone make you think you're not valuable or treat you like you're not worth their time. So now that we've gone through what to look out for with your interviewers, I want to talk about what happens when you don't feel like you brought your A game and you leave the interview feeling deflated and anxious and disappointed in yourself for not coming across in the way that you had hoped. And maybe you were too nervous because this is your first interview in a while and you're really excited about the role. Or maybe you froze on the behavioral questions or maybe you ran out of time and you didn't hit all the highlights in your portfolio or talk about the relevant work experience that you wanted to bring up. Whatever it was that made you feel like you ruined your chances at this job, just know you're not alone with those feelings. This happens to everyone. And sometimes it's not something you can change, but it's something that's a growth opportunity for you. And if you can recognize where you went wrong and steer yourself away from that and understand and learn from that particular failure, that's going to be the best thing for you because you're able to then nail down those points on the next round. And this one was a great practice round for you. And if you're in a job that you are miserable in 
Interviews tend to feel like your only lifeline. Someone has thrown you a rope from a helicopter and you need to grab on and hold on tight. But that often makes us feel even more anxious and stressed about coming across in a positive and impressive way. And then we internalize that stress and anxiety and we draw blanks when we're asked questions or we don't hit all those highlights or we say things that we didn't intend to say and we throw the interview. I bombed an interview spectacularly when I was an art director because I had to take the call in my company in a conference room and I was so panicked about anyone hearing me that I rushed through my answers. I missed all my key points and at the end I started to get a little aggressive because I really wanted that job and I felt like I had to say everything I could possibly say because I was so unhappy at my current job, I felt as if this was my only chance. Spoiler alert, it was not. It was my practice round. But I left that interview feeling so deflated and disappointed in myself that I didn't apply for another job for six months. This is not something I want you to repeat, which is why I'm making this podcast and creating content around interview recovery. Because if you're stuck and you're ruminating about that experience and it's making you feel like you have no value in the world, you are never going to get out of that toxic job or move forward into a role that actually challenges you and excites you. Because your present circumstances are making you anxious and frustrated and creating a lack mindset that's making you think you're never going to get another chance. And this puts intense amounts of pressure on you and it throws you off your game. Interviewers know that you're nervous and they can sense that insecurity. And the good ones will have empathy for you in that situation because they were in that situation too when they got their job. And the interviewer really wants to see you as your genuine self, but that's really hard to do when you know you're being evaluated on everything you say. But they're looking to see how you interact with them because being the most talented creative in the world doesn't mean you're going to be easy to work with. So being able to showcase your authentic self is the most important thing in an interview. And also know that job interviews can be very tricky, but a bad one doesn't necessarily mean that you won't get called back for the next round. It just means that you might need to craft a little strategic damage control after it's over. So let's talk about four things that you can do if you feel like you bombed the interview. The first one is to send a thank you note immediately, right away, same day, and let the hiring manager know that you're aware that the interview was not representative of your ability to really perform in the role and explain why you're the right person for the job. That level of self-awareness goes a long way. And if the interviewer is empathetic and understanding, they will recognize that you are being honest and open and vulnerable with them. And that, that goes pretty far. Because if you can do this before you work for them, if there's a mistake that happens, when you're on the job, they'll be able to trust you and know that you'll come forward looking for a better solution. The second thing you want to do in the thank you is mention the specific part of the interview that you maybe struggled with and share what you wish you had said. You want to give specific details, but definitely avoid being too wordy because if this is an email that you're writing, chances are they're not going to read your novel. But this is a chance to deliver a stronger answer than the one you offered in the interview. This shows that you are paying attention to the conversation and that you want to make sure that they know all of the things about you 
that could potentially help their business. And the third thing you always want to make sure you do is to be gracious and respectful. Don't get too pushy with asking if you can come back and have a follow-up conversation. It is a small world for creatives. And even if you don't get hired in this particular role, it's possible you could find yourself in front of this interviewer again somewhere else. You also don't want to get too personal and tell them things like why you need the job or what you're struggling with in your current position. I've had candidates tell me highly personal things like I need this job because my wife's about to have a baby. I need this job because I can't afford to do the long commute right now. I need this job because my company's restructuring and I think I'm going to be unemployed soon. No interviewer is in the business of saving you because of a hardship. What they want to know is how you're going to help them. So make sure you're focusing this thank you communication around that. Show them the high value that you bring, and that could possibly change their mind if you were just a little too nervous in the interview to articulate these things in person. And the last thing, and this is a hard one, you want to make a learning experience out of this and ask for feedback on the conversation so that you can do better next time. Some recruiters and hiring managers will be very forthcoming with this information. They'll let you know where you fell short because you know that's a problem that you just need to solve. It's not about you. It's not about your value. It's not about your worth. It's just about a particular area of conversation that didn't go well. So if you're able to focus on the problem and then solve it just like you would with creative, this takes the focus off of you making it feel very personal and I know that's where we all go with this because a lot of job interviews feel like a performance and they're stressful. And when we don't do our best or we have an interviewer that throws us because of their inability to conduct a proper conversation, it feels so disheartening. And you've probably sent out dozens of resumes to get to this point. But I want you to remember that there are other jobs out there. And if this isn't the one for you, this is the practice round. And all you need to do is make sure that you're focusing on the areas that you can improve. It's a lot like client feedback. There are certain things you need to change and there are certain things that are great just as they are. So if you've bombed an interview, I want you to just take a deep breath, process what just happened. Focus on the areas to improve, focus on communicating your value, and make sure you are not losing momentum because of this experience. Because the creative world needs you. You're the only person that can do what you do. And I want to make sure that every creative has the job that allows them to do their best work and lights them up every single day. And if you're struggling with interviews and you have had rounds and rounds and have not gotten any offers, please contact me. I help creatives all over the world with this exact thing. I help them feel more confident and comfortable selling themselves. I help them figure out how to prep and how to focus on exactly the right things for that particular audience. We dive deep into who you're talking to. So if you need to prep for a specific interview, just know that I do all the background and I show up prepared to help you nail it every single time. And if you're not sure where you need the most support, just go to rockthatcreativejob.com, set up a free 15-minute intro Zoom call with me, and we can talk through your situation. A lot of creatives feel stuck but aren't sure how to get unstuck. And I want to make sure that you can move forward in a confident way so you can get those jobs that you really want. 
And if you are struggling with value, you might want to check out the one I just dropped last week on why creatives struggle with their value. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. I post a lot of helpful content there. I have an Instagram feed you can follow. And I also have a YouTube channel with 20 free videos for things like resumes, portfolios, how to write a cover letter, all of the hurdles that feel absolutely overwhelming when you're looking for work. So I hope this podcast was helpful for you. Please subscribe, rate, and review it if you haven't yet. And thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in the next one.